0: Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive, and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzikcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's Jess Guzik, jessguzik, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. You start with a build. You start with that uphill climb to get your audience intrigued and excited. And the way that you do that is you start by speaking to what they care about. You think that you need to be perfect and you need to speak perfectly and you can't fumble your words and you have to be this like polished robot human. And I just wanna let you know If you are doing work that is driving impact and you are framing it in a compelling way for your audience, they are not going to give a flying F. If you fumble your words, you're a little bit nervous. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is so good to have you listening if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you found the show. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I do this show because I used to have a career in the nine to five space, super successful career, but I struggled so much with finding my voice and building confidence. And I went on my own journey of learning to believe in myself and push past the imposter syndrome. And ultimately, I built a really successful career. But I felt like there was a lack of honest, transparent conversation about some of the barriers and internal obstacles that we face in the workplace as ambitious women. And I started this show because I really wanted to speak to those things in an honest and transparent way. I wanted to share my story in a very open and honest way and just make you feel less alone if you are going through a rough patch or having troubles believing in yourself. And I wanted to also equip you with the tools you need to thrive and succeed in your corporate career. I feel so passionate about women elevating into leadership roles, becoming executives, becoming members of the C-suite of their company or in their industry, that is so important to me because when I was in my corporate career, that's the career path I wanted. I wanted to be growing rapidly. I wanted big leadership positions. And I felt like the advice that was out there for women to help them attain that just felt it felt like it was like a time machine from like, I don't know what decade, maybe the 80s like, or the 50s. I don't know. It felt like it came from a time machine <laughs> from a decade that I was no longer living in. And it just wasn't speaking to me. And I wanted this show to be a show that really speaks to you if you're a woman who's ambitious and who wants to grow your belief in yourself. I want to give you the tools and the mindset work and everything you need to hardcore believe that you have everything that it takes within you to carve whatever damn career path you want to build for yourself. That's what we are doing here, and I am so excited to have you here. Today, I am talking about one of my favorite topics ever, which is how to be compelling and captivating to an executive audience when you speak. This skill truly can make the difference between you getting promoted at a normal rate versus you advancing really, really quickly and being on an accelerated career path, because every time... You speak to an executive or a group of executives, it's an opportunity for visibility. It's an opportunity for them to see you, to see your work, to see what you're made of. So the stronger, the crisper, the more compelling your communication to them is – the stronger reputation you build. And when you build a strong reputation with stakeholders who have a lot of influence within a company, it really helps you grow faster in your career. So it is so important that when you're speaking to executives and you're speaking to leaders and you have that exciting opportunity for visibility, that you are using it to impress them. And that is what I'm going to help you with in today's episode. Before I dive in, I want to thank you so freaking much for sharing this show. The Art of Speaking Up podcast has been growing and I don't really market it. I I haven't like bought ads for it or really done any big marketing pushes ever, and yet the show continues to spread and expand because of you, and because you share it with people you know. So thank you so much for helping to spread the word, and if there is someone you can think of who would benefit from discovering this show and getting to dive into this long archive of episodes that I have, please share it with them, tell them what you like about it, and let's continue to spread the word, and thank you so much to those of you who have already done that. So let's dive into the topic of today's episode, which is about how to be impressive and compelling and captivating to an executive audience. This is so important. I want you to get good at this. Listen to this episode more than once if you need to, because the more that this clicks into your mind, the more success you're going to create in your career. So what we're talking about today is something that is a huge part of my body of work. This is something that I dive more deeply into in my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. And this is something that you can't skip if you want your communication to be effective. And that is making sure that you are sharing the information that you're sharing with your audience in a way that's compelling to them. And For me to explain this to you, the best way to explain this is via an analogy. And I have the perfect analogy for this today. It's the analogy of a roller coaster. So I want you to think about roller coasters. I love (laughs) roller coasters so much. I think they're so fun. If you don't love roller coasters, uh, you might not love this episode, but if you love roller coasters, you'll probably enjoy this. So I love roller coasters. I especially love roller coasters with really, really, really big drops. And one of my favorites is the Goliath roller coaster at Six Flags. I live in Los Angeles, and so there is the Six Flags nearby. And the Goliath roller coaster starts off with like a really, really, really steep drop right at the beginning. And if you're a roller coaster fan and you've been on many roller coasters, you probably know that a very common design for roller coasters is that it starts with the roller coaster cart climbing up, 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 like it's a slow climb at the very beginning and then it gets to the top and it slowly like comes over the hump and then all of a sudden you have the drop and it's so exciting. Now, when we think about the design of a roller coaster and particularly when we think about that experience of climbing up slowly and all the anticipation that builds before you get to the big drop, we can really begin to understand that there's probably a good amount of thought that goes into the design of a roller coaster and particularly the order in which things happen on the roller coaster and this is true not just of roller coasters but really of any form of human entertainment whoever is creating the roller coaster or the movie or the show or whatever it is that you're experiencing is thinking about how to arrange it and set it up in a way that maximizes your enjoyment of the experience and one of the reasons that the roller coaster is so fun is because of the way that it's set up and the way that it's built. So the drop and that big drop that you experience right at the beginning is much more fun and much more exciting because of all the anticipation that gets built when you're on the ascent and you're slowly climbing towards the top before getting to that big drop. I can even hear like, you know the like the clicking sounds that it makes like I'm hearing those clicking sounds in my mind and I'm remembering like how exciting and scary it is and how the anticipation is building and how slow the roller coaster car is going up that ascent right the slowness also builds to the anticipation so It's not just the drop that's interesting. It's the fact that the drop is preceded by this moment of anticipation. And when I think about the roller coaster, I think about the entire experience of the roller coaster being in a strategic order where it's not just a random series of upside down loops and corkscrews and drops and climbs but that it's actually arranged in a way so that the rider has a really exciting experience. So if the ascent and that slow climb didn't happen at the beginning, it would probably be a really different experience to ride the roller coaster, right? Like if it started just right away with a drop before you had time to build any anticipation and then the ascent happened like in the middle of the roller coaster ride, it wouldn't quite be the same, right? It's, it's the way that it's arranged, the way that it's set up really contributes to your enjoyment of the experience. And so what this brings us to is if you think about the components of a roller coaster, it's not just about the components themselves, but it's about how those components function to create the overall experience, So in other words, the ascent isn't just about the ascent, but it's about how the ascent builds the anticipation for the drop. So you can think about it as there's the actual part of the roller coaster, whether it's the drop or the ascent or the corkscrew or whatever it might be, but then there's the reasoning behind it. There's the thought process behind why that particular part of the roller coaster was included at that particular point in time. And there's a reason for it. So the ascent wasn't just slapped on just because, but it's there to build anticipation. This is the perfect way to understand communication, and it's the perfect lens for you to use if you want your communication to be more effective and more compelling to a sophisticated audience. The pieces of information that you share are like parts of a roller coaster. In addition to the very literal information that you're sharing, the order in which you present that information is going to have an enormous impact on how your audience takes it in. So just like if you, if we were to design a roller coaster and we did it randomly, And we were like, okay, it'll start with a loop and then an ascent and then a drop and then it'll be flat. And we didn't think at all. Well, how is that all going to fit together? And what kind of experience will that be for the rider? That could become a very bizarre roller coaster, despite the fact that all of the parts of it are normal parts of a roller coaster, because we haven't stopped to think about, hold on. When someone first starts riding, the first thing we need to do is build anticipation. And then we need to make sure that that first drop or that first part of the roller coaster is one of the most exciting things because it's going to set the tone for the rest of the roller coaster. So as soon as they get to the top of the ascent, we need one of the most exciting and scary things to be happening immediately after that. And then right after that happens, the riders are probably going to be so full of adrenaline that we can now move into something a little more moderate before building to the next big drop or the next big loop, right? We don't want to hit them with too many intense things at once because then they won't be fully enjoyed, right? They'll still be mentally recovering from the thing that just happened a few milliseconds ago. So you can see that there's thoughtfulness to it. And when we think about, okay, what role does each part of the roller coaster play then we're able to put it together in a way that's really compelling. And your communication is exactly the same. Everything that you share has an impact on your audience. And you wanna be thinking not just about the actual content you're sharing, right? So not just about, okay, there's a drop and there's an ascent and there's a corkscrew and there's a loop. You don't wanna just be thinking about the surface level content. You want to be thinking more deeply about how that content fits together to elicit a response from your audience. This is so important. There is a huge difference between just sharing information and thinking, okay, this is the update that I have. This is what I need to tell this audience. This is what I'm going to share with them. There's a huge difference between doing that and stepping back and asking yourself, What experience do I want to be creating for them as they consume what I'm sharing and how can I arrange and adjust what I'm sharing so that they have the experience that I want them to have? So it's literally the difference between putting together a roller coaster in a random order and not thinking about how it fits together versus being really thoughtful and strategic about the experience. And the best way for me to bring this into greater detail so that it's easier for you to apply and so that it makes more sense to you is for us to talk about the very beginning of the roller coaster and the very beginning of your presentation or your update or whatever it is you're sharing with executives. The beginning of any experience, whether it's a roller coaster. Or a meeting or a presentation or a movie. It doesn't even matter. The beginning is a critical moment to make a first impression on an audience. And so with the roller coaster example, what the roller coaster designer often chooses to do with the beginning is build a ton of anticipation and really have people on that slow ascent up to the top of the roller coaster, getting nervous, hooting and hollering, getting excited so that they get the most joy and rush and excitement out of that really big drop. So there's a thoughtfulness to it, there's a strategy to it, and the same is true for your communication. You really want to think about, what is the first thing that I want my audience to experience? And again, this is different than thinking, what is the first thing I need to tell my audience? You don't want that lens, right? You don't want to be asking yourself, what is the first thing that I want to tell them? Instead, you want to ask yourself, what is the first thing that I want them to experience? And once you have the answer to that question, then you fill it in with your content, right? Just like the roller coaster designer says, what is the first thing I want the people on the roller coaster to experience? Oh, I want them to experience anticipation and excitement. Okay, that means we're going to start with a climb and it's going to be slow and it's going to slow down even more right when they get to the top. Now, the designer didn't choose that because that's what they wanted to do. They chose that working backwards from the experience that they wanted the audience to have. So now what we're going to do is we're going to apply this to your audience, to an executive audience, and think about what experience do we want them to have at the very beginning? Because this is the easiest place for me to show you how to apply this is the very beginning. So Typically, when you're speaking to executives and you ask yourself, what experience do I want them to have at the very beginning, <laughs> I'm going to cheat for you and I'm going to tell you the answer to that question. The experience that you want them to have is one, you want them to feel compelled to pay attention and two, you want them to feel excited about what it is you are going to share. I think sometimes we forget that it's our responsibility to make our audience feel invested and engaged. So it's not just about sharing the information with them, but it's also about compelling them to want to listen and to feel excited. This is especially, Especially, especially important as you get into higher leadership roles where it's not just about updating people, it's not just about telling people what you've been working on, it's not just about sharing a project proposal or a plan or a recap, but it's about getting your audience invested and excited your ability to get your audience invested and excited is what is going to help you get deeper buy-in and drive bigger impact from the work that you do at a broader organizational level. So when I talk about this and I talk about this one tweak that you wanna make, it's enormously important because it's the difference between you being able to step into broader leadership and have bigger impact over time versus not. And that is the difference between just sharing the information with your audience versus getting them to feel compelled to listen and excited about what it is you are about to share with them. And just to drive this point home even more, because I really want you to understand just how important this is, I really want you to think about this If your audience doesn't feel compelled and excited at the very start of your meeting, at the very start of your presentation, at the very start of your update, there is a chance that they will tune out for the entire rest of the update. So if you don't catch them and make them excited during that first 10% of the time, you might not even have them deeply listening the rest of the 90% of the time that's why this is so critical. Just like with a roller coaster, if you get on a roller coaster and it starts off kind of slow and it's just like a mild drop, you are not going to (laughs) feel excited about the rest of the roller coaster. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but I've certainly had the experience of like you get on a roller coaster and you kind of realize like, oh, this one's not so good. It's not so scary. And then you start thinking, oh, I just like want this to end so we can get off this roller coaster and find a good one, right? It's like you get on one and you didn't realize, oh, this one's like kind of for for kids. Like this isn't one of the big scary ones. And you're like, oh, now I have to like just sit on this roller coaster until it's over. And you know that right away. Like you know that from the beginning. So we don't want your audience to have that experience when you are communicating. We want them to have the opposite experience where the roller coaster is going like up this long climb to the top and they're thinking, oh, this is going to be good. I'm excited for this. So hopefully now I've convinced you about why this is so important. And now we're going to talk about what that looks like and how you do that. And in order for me to really show you that, we have to go inside the mind of your audience. So when you're speaking to leaders and you're speaking to executives, Here's some cold, (laughs) harsh truth. I don't mean for this to sound harsh, but we have to talk about this and look at this in order for you to become a really effective communicator. So this is not like a personal thing. This applies to everyone. This is just human psychology. (laughs) But your executive audience, they don't care about you. They don't care about your project. They don't care about your update. Like, it's good to go in with the baseline assumption of they just don't care here's what they do care about. They care about themselves. They care about their goals. They care about succeeding. They care about looking good for their boss. They care about making an impact. They care about hitting their KPIs, right? So I think you're noticing a trend here, a pattern, which is they care about themselves. They want to win. They want to be successful. It's nothing personal against you or against me or against whoever is speaking or presenting. We tend to be interested in ourselves, right? Especially in a work setting. We have things to do. So they're not showing up to your meeting (laughs) out of the kindness of their heart because they just want to be there as an audience member. They're showing up because what you're doing is relevant to them. So we really need to think about the ways in which your work is relevant to them. Now, what an executive cares about at the heart of everything and the question that they're asking themselves all of the time is, is this going to help me? How is this going to help me? Right? So if you think about captivating their attention right from the start, we want to very quickly answer the question that's on their mind. And the question that's on their mind is, is this going to help me? How is this going to help me? So you want to always Always frame up whatever it is you're going to share with your audience in a way that very clearly answers the question How is this going to help me? So, what this means is when you are preparing your update or your meeting agenda or your talking points or your presentation, and you're sharing it with a group of executives, what you want to make sure to do. At the very beginning is to create their experience of climbing up the roller coaster. You want to make sure that as soon as you start speaking and as soon as they get on the roller coaster of your communication, the first thing they experience is anticipation and excitement for what is next. So the first thing they experience is that uphill climb, the clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Now, your guide map and roadmap to know how to do that is just to ask yourself what do they care about, what results and what outcomes are most important to them, and you want to speak to those outcomes right from the start. So an executive in your audience has something that they care about. For example, if you're talking, if you work at a smaller company and you're sharing with the founder or the CEO of your company, what they care about is probably growth, right? It's probably growth, maintaining or growing revenue of some sort. There there might be some other big initiatives, but that's pretty much where you're landing, right? If you're talking to someone who's the head of sales. They care about their sales numbers. If you're talking to someone who's head of operations, they care about effectiveness and probably managing cost and keeping processes as simple as possible. So you really want to think about for your audience, what is it that they care about? And you have to ask yourself this question and you have to answer it. You, you cannot skip this step. You have to ask yourself, how does my update And the thing that I'm working on and the thing that I'm about to share with them, how does it help them with what they care about? So you have to completely get out of your world completely, and you have to find the connection between your work and what they care about. And there is always a connection. Sometimes it's very direct and obvious. Sometimes it's more of an indirect connection, but there's always a connection. The way that we know that there's a connection is if that executive is spending their valuable time sitting in a meeting hearing your update and your words, then it means by definition that your update is relevant to them. If it was not relevant to them, then there's no reason for the update to be happening So you want to step back and think what is it they care about and how do I frame this in a way that is going to build anticipation and excitement within them for them to listen and focus on what it is I'm about to share next. Now, the way that I used to do this when I was in corporate, my hack or my trick for doing this, which made this so easy is I would just ask myself, why am I so excited for them? So a quality that I have, I think it's a quality that makes me really good as a podcaster, really good as a coach, is that it's very easy for me to get excited for other people. It's very easy for me to get excited about other people's success. That's just like a very natural state of mind for me to click into. And so I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but I would ask myself, why am I so excited for this audience member? Why am I so excited for these executives? Why am I so pumped to share what I'm about to share? And when I looked at why I was excited for them, it would shine a light on where my work was really plugging in to help them, and I would always lead with that. So let me share some examples to help you understand what this could look like. Let's say you are working on a research proposal. You want to research customers of your company's product to understand more about how they use and interact with the product. You're presenting the proposal for this research To the founder, then you're probably going to want to emphasize how this research is going to lead to future growth. And before you even mention the word research, I would lead with talking about growth. And I would say something like, I'm super excited about the prospect of growing our sales quarter after quarter. And so I wanted to walk you through a research project proposal that is going to help us drive future sales by better understanding how our customers interact with the product. Do you notice how I didn't even say research until I had already talked about the thing that my stakeholder cares most about, which is growth, just like with the roller coaster, we're not, we're not getting to the exciting drop until we've built the anticipation on the climb up. Now, I could take this same exact research project and if I'm presenting it to a different audience, to an executive who cares about something different, then I'm going to frame it in a different way. So for example, if I'm presenting that same research project, let's say, to the head of marketing, then I wanna think about, well, the head of marketing probably cares about the effectiveness of their marketing efforts. So instead of me leading by saying, I'm so excited about the possibility of growing revenue, I'm gonna say, I'm so excited about the possibility of us becoming more targeted and effective in our marketing efforts. And then I have to ask myself, How does this update help with that? How does my work help with that? Oh, well, maybe if we understand customers more deeply, that can help us inform our marketing efforts. So why I love this so much and why I love you stepping back to ask yourself this question is because it not only engages your audience at a much deeper level, but it forces you to think at a deeper level and it forces you to be thinking like a CEO, thinking like a leader because you're not just in your project and in the weeds of your project, you are stepping back and zooming out and really understanding how you are adding value for all of the different stakeholders at your company. Now, what happens when you do this is people become much more interested in your work, because you are clearly showing them how your work is going to help them win. So it goes from just being a bland, boring update that they have to sit through, right? So Like just like that boring roller coaster where you're like, oh, this was a bad one. How long until this is over? It goes from being that being the roller coaster that has the longest line, the three-hour wait that everyone wants to go on, and it becomes very compelling to your audience. Now, what this requires is that you step back and put yourself in their shoes. What is so cool about this and what I love so much is that so many of you think that in order to communicate effectively and to like crush it in your job and have a really big impact you think that you need to be perfect and you need to speak perfectly and you can't fumble your words and you can't have a shaky voice and you have to be this like polished robot human. And that's what's going to help you be really effective in your job. And I just want to let you know that it is things like this that are actually going to help you be really, really effective. If you are doing work that is driving impact and you are framing it in a compelling way for your audience, they are not going to give a flying F. If you fumble your words, you're a little bit nervous, right? Obviously, I want you to be confident. I want you to exude that authority. But in the end of the day, what matters above all else is impact, is results. So when you show people that you are driving impact, you are driving results, there is immediate value. And then sounding confident and exuding confidence and having that polish that you want to have, that's just a cherry on top of an already incredible Sunday. And for a lot of you, a lot of you, I'm just going to say it because I think it's going to help you, not a lot of you, some of you are expending a lot of energy worrying about things that won't have as big an impact as you think they will. So you're expending a lot of energy thinking about how can I sound perfect, right? How can I not fumble? How can I have it be crisp and clean? You're expending a lot of energy thinking about that. But if you care about your career and you want to grow and advance, that energy is much more like it's a much better use of that energy for you to be thinking about what your audience cares about. And framing your work in terms of how it impacts them. It's a very subtle tweak in how you present your content, but it makes the difference between your stakeholder feeling excited and invested and wanting more versus the meeting being over and they've gone back into their inbox and they've forgotten about it completely. And so rather than getting into perfectionism and trying to be perfect and sound perfect, focus on effectiveness. Focus on creating a compelling experience for your audience, not because you're perfect and you sound amazing, but because you're speaking to the things that they care about and feel compelled by the most. So the takeaway that I want you to take from today's episode is that anytime that you are sharing information, you need to be thinking about the experience that you're creating for your audience. And the one very concrete thing that I want you to start doing is I want you to think about every update, every presentation, everything that you're sharing as being a roller coaster. And before you get to the drop and before people get to really experience the roller coaster, you start with a build. You start with that uphill climb to get your audience intrigued and excited and in a state of anticipation. And the way that you do that is you start by speaking to what they care about. And you should be talking about that before you're talking about anything else. So the first things that come out of your mouth should be what they care about, and then you can link that to your work. That is equivalent to the uphill climb. It is going to get them excited for the drop. It is going to help them enjoy the entire roller coaster more, your entire presentation, your entire update more, just through that one subtle shift. If you want to take this deeper and if you want to get better at tweaking and adjusting your meeting content so that it's very compelling for your audience, grab my free, this is a relatively new free resource I created, it's called the Three Minute Meeting Makeover, and it is a quick checklist that you can run through before you kick off your meeting, before you share your update, to make sure that you are hitting on these key pieces that are going to make your content, your update, your meeting much more compelling for your audience. You can grab the three-minute meeting makeover by heading to justguessitcoaching.com slash free resources, and I will drop the link in the show notes, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am so appreciative of your time and your energy and your focus. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.